Hi everyone, welcome to the Reitzel Brothers Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Curtis. We are the co-hosts of this podcast. We are investor-focused realtors working with our clients to help them build massive wealth in real estate. This is a place where we talk about real estate investing, wealth, and giving back. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and join our private real estate investor group on Facebook called the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club. Links are in the description. Enjoy this episode. What's going on, everybody? It is the Right So Bros here for here for the Right So Brothers podcast. Are we cool yet? I think we're pretty cool. All right, how's everybody doing? Hope you're doing well. Nobody can respond to that question, so I um I'm just I'm just gonna hope that everybody's doing extremely well and staying healthy in these times right now. We're here for another episode. We're going to be talking about some investing and some personal myths from the Millionaire Real Estate Investor book by Gary Keller. But before we do that, Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. And uh, I just wanted to add here, if you are just listening to this on podcast, these episodes are also available on our YouTube channel if you want to check out our uh our nice studio that we have mm-hmm. set up here. Um, you can come hang out with us. And um, yeah, so that's on the Reitzel Brothers. You can find us on YouTube. And I know I always say this at the end, but just wanted to add it at the beginning. If you're not a part of the Tri-City Real Estate Investor Club, you can find us on YouTube, or sorry, on Facebook, and also on meetups. Um, yeah, this is just a great place for uh, investors in the region to, uh, you know, network and come out to come out to future yep. events so yeah just wanted to add that in there yep yep the tri-city real estate investor club has been a lot of fun to run we have over 500 uh 500 members now and yeah it's been it's been cool to see everybody or a lot of the investors that are the majority of the ones that are active are staying in touch they're you know they're being a part of of the network and of the community which is cool uh especially right now i think a lot of people need extra support. I know mm-hmm. I do, um, and it's 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 especially good to come you. together. What I said, especially you. Mm-hmm. Well, we all do. We're, <laughs> I'm just joking. We no, yeah. it's it's true though. We're all having a community is is, is huge. Yeah, especially is. in interesting times like this, where you know, especially earlier on, just recommending you know like quarantine, staying at home. A lot of people are kind of losing their minds. Yeah. So it's nice to have some like-minded individuals to be able to chat with. And stay connected with it's a big deal yep yep 100 percent. so we're very happy to be a part of that yep so if you want to join the club reach out it's a lot of fun we have uh we have a lot of fun with it so today we want to talk about some some myths from the millionaire real estate investor book and if you've been listening to any of our content you know that it's just like one of my favorite books ever written it's yeah. just the best it, it's the best real estate investing book in my opinion that's ever been written um, what I really like about it to give some to give some depth on the book if you are or if you are unfamiliar with it or even if you just don't know, uh, Gary Keller he went out and um, actually the reason or one of the reasons that he 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 wrote the book was a few years before they they came out with a book called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent and that book was was geared towards realtors and how to 
you know, you know, for how realtors to become an elite performer in their industry. And what Gary Keller did for that book is he interviewed a hundred millionaire real estate agents and then wrote a book about it called called the millionaire real estate agent. And then there was one agent in the book that was um, that was netting a million dollars a year and they were only working with investors as an agent. And that was Mm -hmm. interesting. So then he then got, from my understanding of it, that was one of the reasons why they got inspired to write the Millionaire Real Estate Investor book is because this one agent was working with a lot of investors, helping them become really wealthy. And she was running a really successful realtor business just just working from investors. And then Gary Keller went out and here we are for the Millionaire Real Estate Investor book where he went out and interviewed 100 investors had a net worth of a million dollars in the portfolio, not including the personal residence, and then wrote a book about how do you do that? Systems, models, how do you how do you duplicate that? Somebody that has a net worth that's independently wealthy, you know, a net worth of a million dollars, and a lot of them had way past that that were really well off. And just how do you do that, right? And that's why I really like this book. So that's you know, that's some depth on the book. I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that at all. No, just to expand on that, I like how it's not just one individual's personal opinion yeah. on how to become a millionaire in, in real estate or how to make a lot of money. There's so many books out there that are that are like that and a lot of them are legitimate people mm-hmm. and some of those, yeah, they, they made a ton of money, you know, doing real estate excuse me, doing real estate and then they went bankrupt or they lost everything and they, they still wrote a book. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how this is just a, a large pool of people right. and kind of distilled down into systems and models. Yeah. And I really like that. Um, you know, a lot of people think Gary Keller, he's the CEO of Keller Williams. He's just running a big company. Um, but really at the, at the core, Gary's a, he's a research guy. Mm-hmm. He's constantly researching um, just what make the what makes the real estate market tick, what makes the real estate agent tick, what makes buyers, sellers, and just constantly diving into information mm-hmm. um, to confirm what he thinks and then also to, you know, prove things wrong and mm-hmm. constantly learn and evolve. And that's that's what I really like about this book because it's numerous years old mm-hmm. and there's there's been talks for a couple of years of them doing a version like a 2.0 version. Mm-hmm. And what they found is there's not enough to update mm-hmm. all the systems and the models in the book still apply today. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's what cool. I really like about it. And it I, I love to hear they're coming out with the version two. I'm always excited about a new yeah, update same. on something that I love. And it was also just a nice a nice feeling to know that they were like, yeah, they're sorry. We don't actually have enough new things to report. Mm-hmm. There are a few things that they want to tack onto it. I know we've talked about the, uh, the triangle of mm-hmm. the millionaire. It's like you, you think, and mm-hmm. then you buy and then you own and then you receive. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about adding another layer on top of that, which is give. Mm-hmm. And those are all whatever number it is. Of course it's first it's think a million and then mm-hmm. buy a million, own a million um, receive a million, then give a million, but it could be, it could be a hundred thousand or whatever your yep. number is. They just, yeah. 
they just thought we you know uh a lot of people dream and aspire to be a millionaire for whatever that reason is if it's just a great sounding number or you know more soundly Mm -hmm. if it's for for an actual purpose Mm -hmm. that's those are typically the people who um actually achieve that as they Mm -hmm. have a reason for it too yep um anyways yeah yeah no i'm like everything you say i totally agree with and i remember watching watching one video on on gary keller talking about um writing i believe it was for the investor book because he wrote the one thing as well the million real estate agent and then shift which is uh, a book for realtors as well and i remember him talking about and writing one of the books just to kind of give a depth on him was it was like just imagine it was you know like a master bedroom you know like an average size master bedroom just filled floor to ceiling with books is the amount of research that went into writing that book and i believe he was talking about the one thing mm. just the amount of research and the amount of reading that they did in preparation for that book it just kind of goes to show the amount of depth that he goes into to to really you know like test and prove his models it's like it's like the path of money the episode that i just did talking about the path of money that's so timeless like and i imagine the amount of hours and hours and hours and hours that it took for him to develop that and then also the hours and hours and hours and hours of scrutinizing it over and over and over again is he missing something is there another model is there another way to do this am i you know what i mean yeah. it's just it's cool so let's jump into the myths we have, we, you know, people have a good enough backstory in the book. It's a great book, you know, whatever. And, uh, I think it's 25 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Go buy it. It's it's well worth your while. Quick shout out to the Path of Money episode that Kurt just did. It is good. So it's available on audio and on YouTube as well. So Ooh, thank if you want to check that out. It is a great model for just realizing where your money comes from mm-hmm. and then the, uh, the options that you have from there. Yep. And being able to... Just be mindful when a dollar comes in, what you choose to do with it, Mm -hmm. and, you know, ideally getting those dollars in a place where they can work for you Mm -hmm. and bring more dollars to you, and then you have the choice again. Yeah. What do you want to do with that? Do you want to recycle it back in? If you're planning on living on planet Earth for for a while, (laughs) it's nice to be able to shuffle some of those dollars aside to go and work for you. Yeah. So it's a great model it's a great model one just makes it it makes it simple especially for me because sometimes i i get anxious when you know i think i should be doing something else or i should be investing my money in other areas because Mm. blah 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 blah. but then when i look at the path of money and i look at it and i say okay on you know the highest rates of return is through owning businesses and owning real estate that's it those are the two ways to get the highest rates of return there's no wonder why Warren Buffett is as wealthy as he is and Bill Gates and all these individuals is because they own businesses yeah. that give them high rates of return to exponentially grow business valuations, yada, 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 to then that's why they're as wealthy as they are. And it just reaffirms it for me every time I look at that path of money model is because, okay, I'm playing, I'm playing in the wealthy area here. I just need to really crush it. I need to continue to crush it and continue to invest back in businesses and invest in real estate. And then the other parts, and you just have to watch the video to understand what I'm saying. The other areas are, are good and it's good to understand them, but just understanding that as you move from the left to right, and once again, you have to watch the video to understand what I'm saying. 
as you go left to right, you get higher rates of return. There was a whiteboard involved, so there was a whiteboard rules, involved yeah. for this video. But anyways, so I wanna I wanna toss it over to you here. So we have three personal myths and we have five investing myths. This is out of the investor book. And the first the first personal myth, so let's do personal first. And maybe that's all we're due today. Just kind of see where the dialogue goes here. Uh, the So the first personal myth is I don't need to be an investor. My job would take care of my financial wealth. Mm. And let's do, I'll just list the three. Uh, the second personal myth is I don't need or want to be financially wealthy. I'm happy with what I have. And then the third personal myth is it doesn't matter if I want it or need it. I just can't do it. So the first, I'll just repeat it just so it's fresh. Uh, I don't need to be an investor. My job would take care of my financial wealth. What are your thoughts when you when you hear that? I think it's it goes against a lot of my early education, I think. Mm. Um, as I was being raised, going through high school, it's, you know, get good grades was was the big pressure and you know figure out what you want to what you want to go to university for what you want to go to college for so that you can get a job and um that was just that was kind of the training that we were brought up in and i never really mm -hmm. thought twice about it until kind of later on in life and i think a lot of people are brought up with that uh that sort of mindset and a lot of people are coming out of this coming out of their post-secondary you know with with tons of debt and debt on education that they might not even be interested in anymore because they were put into a position where they had to make a choice at the tender age of like 17 18, 18 19. 19 um you know dude i still feel like i'm like i'm just an infant sometimes it's like what do you want to do for the rest of your life and you're <sighs> and you're asking that to a 16 year old it's like, dude, I have no idea. I like, I like hanging Would out. Would you my say that and, you know what you want to do right now? I think like, you have a good idea, but like, I, I have a fair idea. But yeah. there's, there's new things that come into my life all the time that I'm like, wow, this is really interesting. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and so, and I've seen so many examples now of, especially just with, with dealing with people, you start to become you know, sort of involved with their, their personal finances and whatnot when mm -hmm. it comes to like buying real estate, you're mm -hmm. figuring out where they are and they want to plan and just realizing like a lot of these, a lot of people that we know and we we were going to be in this trap too, is they're, you know, just working. There's a huge percentage of the population that's just working to be able to like pay their rent or pay their mortgage or mm -hmm. their car payment like this month. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, most people don't have much past a couple months mm -hmm. of you know, like expenses to be paid. Mm -hmm. Most people, and it's just it's it's scary to me. <laughs> um, and part of the issue is the debt that a lot of people have mm -hmm. is coming out of school. Yeah. Um, just weighing them down. Just weighing them down. What was the myth again? Exactly, it was your job won't take care of your financial <laughs> wealth, right? I don't need to be investor. My job will take care of my financial wealth. Yeah. Which is just, the myth. It's just so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're a high paid athlete, high paid actor. CEO. You're con yeah. CEO. You're continuously yeah. getting new contracts. Mm -hmm. We've heard multiple stories from Jeff about like young, young professional 
players that mm-hmm. they get a they get a huge contract. It's a couple million dollars. They start living that lifestyle, and then when the contract ends in a couple of years, they don't get a new one. Mm-hmm. And and then he has another story about a young individual who got a contract. It was a couple million. He ended up just investing like ninety five percent of it. I think he bought himself a truck or something. Yeah, and the rest truck. of it he just yeah. like invested into uh, real estate. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't get a contract again. And he and was so glad that he did. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, your your job is not going to take care of you forever, especially if you have a lifestyle that matches it. I know a lot of people who they get a raise and then they get a new car. Mm-hmm. It's like they're con- they're constantly just jump bumping up the expenses to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain... Um, there's a certain pleasure that I get in living below my means, just knowing that you're, you know, you're building something for yourself for the future. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so really it's, you know, unless you have a, a really high income, like really, really high, it's not going to take care of you forever because mm-hmm. you constantly, you have to trade your time for that money. And if you're just spending it, then you're in a position where you, again, have to wake up and do that tomorrow. Yep. And you see that so, I mean, it's so prevalent in in the world right now is income jumps up, their their way of living jumps up. Yeah. When really it should be you, I'm not telling people how to live, but like overall, you know, keep your cost of living as low as it can. Income jumps up, that just means more money to invest. Income jumps up again, more money to invest, and then just keeps going until you have all these capital assets over here that is able to fund your cost of living and then you can increase it a bit, but it's not affecting your day to day. It's not affecting, Oh, I need to go to work to pay for all this stuff. And yeah, I mean the first myth for me is it, it, it's everything that I've been taught about, you know, go get a job and your job's going to be able to take care of you. And you know, to a certain extent to be able to pay for month to month bills, but it's what you do with that money. It's, I mean, Jeff's the prime example of it and, and individuals like him that, you know, if he just continued to work and work and work, I mean, he would be like, he would still be really successful for sure. Cause he does, he does it well, he does well in his business, but having those investments behind him now gives him, you know, different options. Right. And it's just, I think the whole way that we're taught in school, uh, really needs to be rewired in regards to, uh, money and then entrepreneurship like i don't want school to just to be you know if i were to rewrite school like middle school and high school to like jam entrepreneurship down people's throats it's not how i would like it to be but just exploring we'll have that as an option and teach me how to do my taxes please yeah and teach me okay (laughs) here's how i invest and here's different investment vehicles and here's how you can you know, get higher rates of return over here versus over there and yada, yada, yada. Just like at least have more of a dialogue about it so that people people can understand what's going on. The second one is I don't need or want to be financially wealthy. I'm happy with what I have. I mean, that that to me is is cool. And I think you just don't know who, you know, what niece or nephew or son or daughter or extended family, or somebody that you don't even know, like you don't know the things that you might want to do, right? And I, new things pop up for me all the time. 
that all the time that's yeah. just asking at you from different directions and different yeah. desires to to do different things and you're yeah. just like i would have never known that i would have had this opportunity to help this person or to buy this new product whatever it is yeah you, you just you don't know what the future holds yep and if you and if you are happy with with what you have right now yeah that's awesome and maybe if you have the ability let's say to buy another investment property right now you don't need to but you have the ability to and it's it it you don't need it for your retirement or for your life whatever you literally an option could be is buy that investment property own it for 20 years sell it and then go go take that money and do some really cool stuff with it Mm -hmm. you know you know like fund some charities or fund some orphanages or fund some really cool stuff that you're really passionate about. It's just thinking a little differently, you know, potentially a bit beyond what, you know, what you need. Right. And this is all me talking to myself because this is how I, you know, I'm talking to myself on this stuff. Um, But it's just, it's, it's sometimes thinking about beyond us and thinking about just beyond yourself on, you know, in the future, some cool stuff that you could do. Right. And when I think about this, I think, I immediately think of people in my mind that I want to help in the future. And that's what I think about like daily is this, the cool things that buying more real estate and getting, getting more wealthy is going to be able to do. Right. And it's, you know, there's only a certain amount we can do right now within our means. And then in five years, it's going to change 10 years, 15, as we start to go up the, you know, the ladder, right. It's just more things that you can do. It doesn't mean that it's better. It just means you can, you can do some different cool stuff, right? Well, that's, and it's, um, it's just a nice realization because you're not, you're not exactly where you want to be yet, but you have a general idea of where that area is Mm -hmm. that you would like to be. So at least you can generally point at it. And it's not to be upset about it where, oh, I'm not there yet. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's, I have, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're doing well enough. We're not, we're like, we, we could totally be happy. And it's, it's just nice to have something to push for. Yeah. And again, we're not, we're not saying what anybody else should do. This Mm -hmm. is just, this is just us, um, kind of chatting about, yeah. Our, our thoughts on it, obviously. Um, well, that's one thing that I've uh, been listening to Quantum Leap a lot, which people that are listening is um, a really, like, probably the best course, like, within our company. It's just so powerful. And it's called Quantum Leap by Gary. Like, I mean, you know, Gary wrote it. And he talks about, like, I mean, like, obviously having a big why. And just talking about having, like, if you don't understand what your big why is, that's fine if you're if you're absent for a big why just pick a direction because humans in general like if i were to ask you what your big why is and and if you don't know that's fine that's hard but for more, a lot of people oh it's hard for me oh my gosh me. but it's like having some sort of like rudder and like some compass you know what i mean all humans have that like we have something for the most part like you have some sort of direction on i want to get the next promotion or i want to get that car or you know, I, I want to find that woman to get married. You know, like usually people have some sort of goals for the future, some sort of direction. And if you have a direction, that's awesome. Then it's just figuring out, okay, where is that going? And then maybe start to formulate more of, of, of a definite sort of statement behind it. But you don't even ever need to get that far. 
and it's just having some sort of direction to be like, yeah, I just want to do some cool stuff in the future. So I'm just going to buy more investment properties and whatever that cool stuff is. Okay, great. Like it can just be as loose as that. But if it's, you know, the more succinct it is and the more specific, in my opinion, that it just, it can help you have a clearer vision on things. But if you're, you know, if you're absent, like a solid big why, just have some sort of direction. You know, humans, I feel like really, you know, we really thrive off of having direction, like a compass, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we really thrive on knowing and, and planning for the future um, because we have choice, right? Like, you know, uh, I don't know if dogs have choice or anything, but, you know, when you watch a dog, it's, they're just doing dog stuff, you know? Dogs are awesome. I love dogs, but they're doing dog stuff, you know? Yeah. They're sniffing and all of a sudden they bark and then all of a sudden they're, you know, they're humping on the couch. Like they're just, you know what I mean? They're just doing dog stuff. But for us, we have the ability to be like, I want to go on the couch. I don't want to go on the couch. I want to go and, you know, sell some more houses. I don't want to go and sell some more houses. Like we have choice to, I want to make popcorn. I don't want to make, you know what I mean? And I know these are really dumb examples, but like we have the ability as humans to like the ability for choice. And that's the cool part with a big why and with direction in your life is you have that ability to decide what that is because as humans, we have choice. And, um, I, th- I don't know. I feel like that's exciting. So yeah, you're not a tree. Yeah. You're not a tree. And as simple as that thought process is, you know, sometimes I wish that I didn't have choice because <laughs> being a human can be, you know, from its, it can feel like a labyrinth sometimes just being a human, mm-hmm. just the day to day of being a human being. It sometimes can feel like you're in a labyrinth, but I, I'd rather have choice than not have choice at the end of the day, which is cool to be human. So shout out to all humans. <laughs> the third personal myth is it doesn't matter if I want it or need it. I just can't do it. Well, really you 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 don't know what you can or you can't do until you try. As simple as that is. Straight up. Straight up. And it's just the truth. I mean, I think we can kind of just leave it at that, but obviously we can talk more about it. Just cuz at the end of the day, until you try something, you just don't know. And, you know, you set a goal for, I want to have three investment properties and all of a sudden you own six. You just, you don't know what's possible. And, you know, there's different ways that you can look at it. I think setting a bigger goal that, that pushes you is important, but not too big that it overwhelms you and shuts you down. And having some gauge that's with, you know, outside of the comfort zone that can stretch you. That's, that, mm-hmm. that's a bit of a stretch goal. But then also too, understanding that if, okay, so let's say you have a goal to, you know, get to 10 properties and you only get to seven or eight. Well, okay, you're way better off than before. But then also too, the the difference in what you didn't accomplish to hit your goal, a lot of that difference you actually learned and now you have new relationships because in that journey, maybe now you have an amazing property management company that you work with. You built out your network. You have other amazing investors that you met to go out, do other deals. Like what you learned along the way is also equally as important as achieving that goal is and setting that goal. That's going to push you out of your comfort zone, but is it going to shut you down? It's that fine balance, right? Because I remember setting goals in the past just so big it's exciting in the moment, but then the next day you're just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I'm just so debilitated right now. When verse you just you set it a little bit outside of that comfort zone. And I I don't know, I feel like it's just a little more manageable. I don't know if you have anything. 
Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the achieving goals, at least for for us, has been not so much like what do I have to do. There's also this added layer of like who do I need to become, because when you have some goals are just it it's not necessarily just a list of things to do and then you're done. It's it's education. It's like building relationships. It's changing your mindset. Um, yeah. it's like who, what, like what's the person that I need to become to be able to achieve this. Mm-hmm. And, um, there it's, it's interesting looking back on your, on this myth here of you, you don't know what you can't do until you try. There's so many things in the past that I could not do that I've done. Mm-hmm. Like thinking back mindset 10 years ago, five years ago thinking, yeah, this is, this is not possible for me mm-hmm. and then you do it yep because you try <laughs> yep and sometimes you got to beat your head against the wall a couple of times yeah. you, you learn some new things you meet a new person you just you you get a little tidbit and i would have never got that if i didn't try because right. you can just shut down and then go play video games or whatever you know like watch netflix and then maybe you, our tidbits are all hidden in netflix i don't know maybe <laughs> but i I learn stuff. I watch a lot of like documentaries and whatnot. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, sure there are tidbits in there, but yeah. it's, it's typically through taking, you know, some sort of action and, you know, realizing that a lot of these, a lot of dreams and aspirations, aspirations that people have, it's, you're going to have to develop as a person. And that's kind of the, one of the fun things about life that I really enjoy is realizing that there's you might feel like you know a lot and you don't there's so much more to know and i remember um it's uh it's probably another gary keller thing but it's not um knowing for knowing sake it's knowing for doing sake so there's a lot of um people and myself included especially in the past is just like kind of just like reading books all the time and just like stuffing it back Mm -hmm. away and what i found is a little bit more effective is if there's something that you're currently pursuing or working on is that's when you start to consume that information and actually make it applicable right away. Mm-hmm. That's just an extra little tidbit. That no, I, I love that. Yeah. That I learned recently it's like knowing for knowing for doing sake, because mm-hmm. there, there's, there's a really nice feeling about just like learning stuff and you can get caught up and I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just get mm-hmm. caught up in, you know, just learning and learning and learning and knowledge is great. And, it really becomes wisdom, I suppose, is when you actually start doing things with it and sharing it. Yeah, I want to I want to wrap up here with this parting thought on on personal myths and it's all mindset, you know? It's it's how are we looking at things and and how are we are raised, but more so how how we are looking at things day to day. And uh, you know, get real, set my mind, take action, never give up. Get real, set my mind. Take action, never give up. Get real, set my mind. Take, take action, action, never, never give, give up. up. That's I. F- <laughs> I listen to Gary Keller too much. Someone, someone should like clip that and make it into a song for us. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, that's it. You know what I mean? The, you, yeah, he's got to get real. What's the reality of the situation that we're in right now? There's so much, you know, there's so much going on right now. And then have to and then have to set my mind. I have to get my mindset right. 
and then I go out and I got to take purposeful action. Um, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, get real seven mind, take action, never give up. And then you just don't give up and you stay committed forever. That's life. So anyways, I'm going to wrap up today's episode. We're going to go into the five investing myths in the next episode uh, because we had a good time on the on the personal myths. But any questions or anything you guys are going through um, in regards to these, you know, we're more than happy to chat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously any questions at all, we're going to be doing more of the Q&A style uh, content. We really enjoyed that. Um, you know, just getting more personal with you guys with what we're up to and, and you know, who we are so you guys get to know us better. Um, Matt, is there anything else on the outro here you want to talk to the people about uh no um just i do want to say thank you for listening hope you're uh hope you're enjoying the conversations and if you want to be be a part of them in some way do shoot us a do shoot us a text i know they are on the screen uh but if for anyone who's not there um uh, curtis number is 226 three four two nine and my number is five one nine 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 eight one one four eight again uh tri-city real estate investor club on oh, yeah. uh, facebook and meetups.com if you do want to support us you can do so mostly in two ways um give us a five star on wherever you're listening to us and if you're on youtube give us a like sub notification bell all the awesome youtube yep. algorithm things and if you think this would be useful for someone share it along to them and um yeah that's one more thing too this is like for us this podcast the youtube channel uh the investor club it's all about connecting with you know the people that listen and the people that are on or are on the journey with us in our community so the text number that matt just mentioned for us to reach out like actually reach out and shoot us a text and let's start a conversation like we have so much fun with that because the, the the interesting people that we meet, the relationships that we form, the friendships that we create, it's just so exciting. Yeah. So that's really what it's all about. You know, reach out to us, uh, you know, and, and, and let's start a dialogue. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Have a great day. We'll be in touch. Bye.